Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius Podcast, where winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football league. Hey, what's up? Uh, this is the Fantasy Football Genius. My name is Chris. I'm your host, sitting here with the Fantasy Football Genius himself, Jameson Black. Welcome back to the Mr. Chris for been a little while doing a solo pod. Hopefully, you hung around. And you're able to hear my voice alone. Now we got a second person in there, which is always nice to have a second person. Welcome back, Chris. Hope you had a fun little vacation away from the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good, good stuff. Uh, find myself in uh, the fantasy playoffs last last week to my kids. Dang it, and then uh, another league, I'm uh, in the semis, so excited for that. Uh, hey, we have a super exciting show today. Um, let me just give you a quick rundown of what we will be running through today. Number one, we have a shout out to uh, a commenter on Instagram. Uh, next, we have an overaction corner. What did we learn in 2018? Uh, we are going to go over some listen- listener interaction uh from Instagram, we're going to talk about injuries from week 14. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff happening uh, this last week. The best matchups in season-long leagues. Uh, next, we'll talk about games to target and DFS and how to attack the one-game slate on uh, DraftKings and FanDuel. And then finally, we'll end with some stacks. So without further ado, this is a Fantasy Football Genius. Let's get right into it. Hey, so uh, first off, let's give a shout out to the great underscore fried underscore tomato. Love uh, some of these names. <laughs> good luck in week 15 and getting that much closer to the championship victory. Great fried tomato. Hey, we love you. Thanks for following us and supporting the podcast, buddy. Keep those interactions coming. Love them. Um, if, I don't, if I don't answer all the questions, I, I, I try to hit all of them, but if I don't, just send them again if I miss one. Um, I try to hit as many as I can, trying to help you guys, especially now we're in the playoffs, we're in the championship run. This week, hopefully you're sitting at the semifinals. Hopefully your league is in the championships in week 16, not 17. Don't want to be in that 17 week with that uh, lot of injuries, a lot of sitting players. So if your league has a week 17 championship, talk to your commissioner, get that moved to week 16. It's just much easier for everybody else. Yeah, good. So, um, thanks for this, thanks for uh, following us, and on to the overreaction corner. What did we learn in 2018? First question: What are some rules that you stand by that proved to be on point as usual? Then, is there anything that 2008 taught you as a fantasy owner? And finally, any players that you will be avoiding moving forward? So, first, what are the rules that stand out? Uh, stand, that you stand by that proved to be on point as usual. Um, I, I, I talked about beginning of the year, and one of my leagues, I did get a bunch of crap for going against my rule. Um, I'm, I'm always been a kicker defense last final two picks. Use those final two picks for a kicker and a defense. There's just a lot of it's, there's a lot of points that, that are lost and won with those kickers and defenses. You have the stud defenses playing elite offenses, and you never want to carry two defenses in fantasy football. So even if you take the Rams or you take Jags, who are an elite defense we thought heading into the year and they play the Packers, they play the Patriots, they play the Steelers, they play a really good offense. Are you going to be wanting to start that team against that offense? Or are you going to want to pick someone up? You're not going to drop those elite defenses. So use those final two picks. I mean, this year was a prime example. The Jacksonville Jags and Rams were probably considered the one and two defense and they're probably middle of the tier. 
middle-of-the-road defenses this year, and there's plenty of defenses on a week-to-week basis that are much better than them. Play that waiver wire. Play the streaming defense. Streaming, I mean, kickers. I, I like to just get rid of kickers and, and all together in fantasy football, but they're part of the game. But defense, stream them. Don't use a high draft pick. Those can be used for your depth. You can use for running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, even your quarterbacks. Just don't get on defense. It's just not worth it, in my opinion. And I think this year proved that 100%. Yeah, kickers and defense. I also, and going, also back, going back to the quarterbacks, I talked a lot as I'm never going to have an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady on most of my teams just because I'm not going to take that pick, that player high enough to, to uh, grab on my leagues. So I'm never going to have those elite quarterbacks. And this year, who are the number one and probably a couple best quarterbacks in the league? Patrick Mahomes, super stud. Andrew Luck coming back from the injury. Both quarterbacks likely went late in drafts, and they're probably two of the better quarterbacks. I know Mahomes probably is the best quarterback in fantasy football, and you got them much later than you did at Drew Brees or at Aaron Rodgers or at Tom Brady. Um, just wait for those quarterbacks, and you can always play the streaming. Take away those elite talents. Take away Mahomes this year, and the quarterback position isn't that big of a difference between A and B for uh, on a week-to-week basis if you, if you play the streaming quarterback way, uh, way of fantasy football. Yeah, yeah, good points for the quarterbacks, kickers, and defenses. Um, so, hey, is there anything that 2018 taught you as a fantasy owner? It taught me that you got to trust what players tell you. I mean, Le'Veon Bell told us that he was going to sit out this year. He said, I'm not going to play on this tag. Everybody said, ah, you're going to miss maybe four games. You're gonna be back. You'll be back by week 13 when the deadline was for him to come back in the league or whatever it was, 11, whatever that, whatever that week was. Listen to the players. Um, if you are a, unlucky enough to take Le'Veon Bell in the first round, you likely are not sitting in the playoffs right now. And if you are, congratulations, you withstand that. I know your boys were a Bell owner, and they're one of the better teams in the league. So they are able to use that waiver. And that's, and that's why you going back to the defenses and all that kind of stuff on drafting depth is when you have an injury, you have someone like Le'Veon Bell, you can have that depth to fall back on which your boys did a great job of working that waiver wire, which is you have to, at a weekly basis, no matter how good your team is, work that waiver wire. Don't let your opponents get players that can play against you and beat you. Work that waiver wire. Draft your depth. That's the number one keys to winning fantasy football on a yearly basis. Yeah, definitely. Definitely some good uh, good 2018 teaching lessons. Um, any Next question. Any players that you will be avoiding moving forward? I hate the avoiding player, but I know there's three names on my list I will never, ever again draft. First one being Leonard Fournette. Uh, if, if he's not swinging and hitting players, he's injured with a hamstring injury. He was such a frustrating player for me. I thought I got a steal with him in the second round, and little did I know that he wouldn't play much and pretty much knocked me out of my league that I had him in. And then pair him with A.J. Green, another player that's going to be never, ever again. A.J. Green is a stud name, but he seems to not be able to stay healthy, especially when you need him in the playoffs. And David Johnson is a third name that I'm never again drafting. Talk to me in August. This might be different. But right now, upset about those three players on different teams of mine. Never again A.J. Green, never again David Johnson, and absolutely, positively, never again Leonard Fournette for this this coach. <laughs> yeah, super frustrating with those with those guys. So, hey, next, let's talk about some listener interaction uh, from IG, from Instagram. Hey, if you're not following us on Instagram, go out there. It's fantasy football genius, fantasy underscore, or fantasy football underscore genius underscore. Uh, good, good tips on there, um, and we just appreciate your, your following. Uh, so, 
uh, listener interaction from Instagram. Um, there were some uh, big time duds this past weekend. Uh, we asked our Instagram followers if they avoided the week 14 duds or if they cost them a shot at their season-long titles. So you want to – let's do a run-through here. Um, Roman Cabrales. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, was lucky enough to have a buy. Otherwise, he would have likely been looking at a loss last week. Uh, let's see here. Next is Eli underscore Blumenfield. And if I get any of these uh, – these pronunciations we're human yeah wrong i apologize uh blumenfield blumenfield was knocked out with Gurley. that garbage touchdown by galvin cook uh dalvin cook was the final nail in his coffin hey sorry man that dalvin that cook sucks. touchdown actually put me over in two leagues so and yeah dalvin cook was one of those guys for me that has kind of been a the injury the injury know. bug hit him man minnesota's been disappointing i think i picked minnesota in the super bowl I think you did too. They're not going to the Super Bowl. No, they're not. No. Uh, okay, next one. Uh, Hustle Hard CL needed 20 points from Thielen and Cook. Luckily, that final drive got the job done. Congrats on that. Hey, that it doesn't matter. Game. It doesn't matter when the points come, garbage time or not. They came. Thank goodness for garbage for you. Unfortunately, not not for your opponent. But you're a follower of the genius. Congrats on that W. Let's get that trophy. Yeah, win, win, win. Uh, Conklin four had a bye, so didn't have to sweat the games uh, last week. Uh, next is Mister underscore Raider underscore two hundred nine had A B and Fournette. Yikes! Yikes! Bummer. Uh, next, Trent. Now, 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 now going go to Antonio Brown. It's uh, it's interesting to see the emergence of Juju Smith-Schuster. I believe Juju has taken over the number one role in Pittsburgh. What say you? As that, uh, I, I know your boys are a big Juju fan. Um, I think that the the uh, baton has been handed off to Juju. I think moving forward. Next year, moving forward beyond that, is Juju going to be a higher draft pick than Antonio Brown in leagues as a the 2019 season happens? I think so. I know, like, yeah, my, my boys have been really high on him. I think it was one of their top picks. Uh, and he's younger. He plays the slot, which I think really helps Pittsburgh. Um, and then I think Antonio Brown has been hurt with uh, no, no bell. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, but... That to say, I think Juju has taken over the number spot. Definitely. And my kids were right in trying to pick him up, and they will drill that yeah. home. Till well, it, it, <laughs> it, it goes back to, I mean, that's one thing that, uh, as a fantasy owner, you want to be ahead of the curve, both the stars coming out to be stars, and you want to be ahead when they're starting to fall. It, Antonio Brown's still a stud, still a great player in the NFL, still a great fantasy football player, but is he starting to show that decline? I think we're starting to see it this year. That decline is starting to come. And so I'm personally probably going to be jumping off of that ship before it goes overboard. And I think next year, moving forward, I think I'm going to be targeting Juju more than I am Antonio Brown, which hopefully people aren't going to – they're going to go by name value and they're going to take Brown higher. You can get a steal on Juju. But I think the, there's a lot of stuff out there now, and I think that the, these, the, the, at least players that, that follow us, they're pretty smart players. They're smart fantasy owners. They're smart people that know – when to jump ship and when to go in there. And I think a lot of people are going to start to see Juju is the number one option there in Pittsburgh. Is Ben Roethlisberger going to be back next year? That's going to be another question. Who's going to be the quarterback? You still have to have a quarterback to get him the ball. Unless you're DeAndre Hopkins, it really doesn't matter who your quarterback is. He's played with pretty much 
anybody. Now he has a superstar quarterback, and now we're seeing how good he actually is. So, But moving forward, I think Juju is the option there in Pittsburgh, in my opinion. Yeah, just to maybe uh, piggyback off that quick and not go on a too far of a tangent, but um, I would say definitely um, fantasy is different than being a fan and wanting your team to win. Yep. Uh, and, and, and I think that a lot of people I've seen that end up losing in fantasy is they get caught up on, like, say... Like like you're talking about, I was like Antonio Brown, great name. He's he's a stud. He's all, he's gonna be a stud. I mean, he's probably gonna be in the Hall of Fame. You know, like Larry Fitzgerald is a great great example. Great guy, yeah. amazing guy in his community. Amazing player. He's done nothing but been amazing throughout his whole career. But he is not good to have on your fantasy no, team no, right no, now. Like no. I, I would drop him in an instant. But but it goes back to who's throwing him the ball. That's another point. Yeah. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald. I think you put Fitzgerald on the on the Patriots. You put him on the Packers. Yeah. You put him with the quarterback. He still can get the ball. He can still do his thing. But a player of his caliber. I think you put Juju somewhere with a bad quarterback. He might be able to get like DeAndre Hopkins, young player, young talented player. Fitzgerald was that once that player. He was a young talented great player. Now he's getting up there in age. The older you get, the harder it's going to be able to get open. The younger you are, you have, you can do a lot more stuff. And I think, but but if you take Fitzgerald, you put him on another team, he, he'd be right there. But it goes back to you need to have a quarterback throw you the ball. It's just like in the NFL, you're playing, you're a coach in the NFL. Yeah. You, your team revolves on that quarterback. I think same thing can go with a wide receiver. If you have a bad quarterback, your receiver's not going to do anything. You look at the Bears last week. Trubisky yeah. back in and yeah. Man, they look good. Chase Daniels out and Trubisky back in. And yeah. Speaking of, I mean, not to go, go too far away, but the Bears defense. Go Bears! Legit. Man, I, I mean, you tell me, and we'll talk about it a little later with this segment where we're talking about duds, but you tell me that the Bears were going to shut down that superstar offense, I would have told you you're on drugs. That's, there's no way that happens. Crush them. Maybe a different story in L.A. You don't, you don't know. But, man, yeah. Soldier Field... You know, on a on a late late night game, off the cold, lake, cold weather, woo. cold breeze. Go Bears! Bears look solid. It. As a Bears fan, you have to be happy that that defense is back. Oh, finally. Defense still wins championships, but offensive stars still win fantasy football matches. That's exactly. So hey, hey, not, sorry about the tangent. Um, moving on. Uh, Trent Dottini had AB and Gurley. Uh, hey, but he still made it through. Good on good on that, my friend. And uh, let's see, Jay. L. Lloyd, J-L-L-O-Y-D, 1107, had the best record in the league. But Gurley and Breeze knocked that team out of the playoffs. Man, bummer. That hurts. I mean, you look at those kind of – the Gurleys, the Bells, the – I mean, the Breezes, the Kamaras, the – you name a big-name player, Odell Beckham, Melvin Gordon, who didn't play last week. They got you to the playoffs. They got you to the spot where you're at, and you lose because of those players. It sucks. It happens. It's fantasy football. I I I feel bad for a lot of a lot of those teams. That I mean, that team right there, Gurley and Breeze. You tell me that team going into the last week wasn't favored to win that game, and now they're sitting at home like we are um, watching games. Yeah, bummer. Um, okay, so moving on, we have some injuries up next, right? Let's talk. So so let's let's go back to the duds, right? You have duds, but you also have some superstar games that happened last week. Yep. Started off on Thursday night with Derrick Henry exploding for four touchdowns. I lost one league because I had uh, Henry sitting on my bench. That hurts. But, in, I mean, it happens. I mean, he hasn't done much at all this year. Four touchdowns, over 200, 
200 yards. He had that 99-yard destroy the defense, stiff-arming player after player. It was nice to see him that that happened to him. He had Kerry, uh, George Kittle dominating dominating game against Denver Broncos. As a fan of the Broncos, it was tough watching that game. He had all that stats in the first half, but he had a sensational year, sensational game. And then you, had, you finished it off with Amari Cooper. If you played DFS, if you didn't have Amari Cooper, you likely didn't cash in big tournament GPPs. What do you score? Three touchdowns. And that goes back to when the trade happened to the Dallas Cowboys. I had plenty of fans that are Cowboy fans that didn't like to trade, didn't like to give it, give it the first-round pick. And I kept on telling them, you have to hit on that first-round pick. It's a first-round pick, but you still have to hit. There's been plenty of duds that have been drafted in the first round. We know Cooper is a good player. Sure, he's inconsistent in this time they're in Oakland, but I don't think they use him as much. And I said that when it happened, I said that Cooper going to Dallas Cowboys is going to make Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, and that entire team a much better team. And I think if you take an MVP ballot right now, is Cooper going to start to get some of those votes just in that little window? If that's what, if, if that's what we're voting on, he's going to get votes. He's not, obviously not going to get votes for the year, but Cooper has put that team into a championship-caliber team. And when, anytime you have Ezekiel Elliott in your backfield, you have a shot of winning each and every week. They can go on the road and win. They can stay at home and win. They can play the Bears and probably even have a shot to win just because of what they can do on the ground with Elliott. And I think Cooper has done a huge impact that offense and that team and the defense is playing lights out in Dallas as well so um but of those players are any of those three going to have a similar impact this next week Seattle's great against tight ends but Kittle is the top option for Nick Mullins and that Niners offense yes the offense isn't that great but they got to get the ball to somebody Kittle I think is still a great option Cooper tough match against the Colts but as I talked about, he is the number one option. He has looked much better in the offense. And when, anytime you have Ezekiel Elliott, you cannot key on the receiver out there. But you also can't put eight in the box on Elliott, which only helps the entire team. And Henry has a solid gold matchup against the Giants, but I don't, I don't think he's going to score twice. I, I'll give him one touchdown. I'll, I'll give him like 60, maybe 60 or 70 yards of a touchdown, but... I don't know if I'm going to be able to start Henry in my leagues um, that I have him on if I have a little better options um, than Henry on that offense. Yeah, and I agree. You know, George Kittle is a stud. I mean, the guy is a big-time player. He's going to be around for a while, um, so, you know, as long as he can stay healthy. And in San Francisco against the Broncos last week, they looked like a legit – I mean, they're lo- they've still lost, but they are a team on their climb. Like, they're, they're going to be a really good team. They just have a lot of – the things that are like underlying on good teams. I mean, good attitude. They're they're a team. They play together. They play hard every week. They have some good leadership. Um, they have some good uh, guys in the front office. You know, GM. Uh, and then I just think he's going to be a really standout good player for the rest. And then Cooper. You know, I mean, he's the guy that you have never give up, given up on. And I I gave up on a long time. I got like sucked. But man, that trade. It's like what you're saying. It goes to a different team, different quarterback, different running game. He's all of a sudden freed up. And then Henry, you know, I just think, man, he's he did a Heisman like pose that, in the game the other night, and I literally thought to myself, dude, are you still stuck on the Heisman? Like, I get it that you won the Heisman. Come on, you haven't done anything. Yeah, but I think everything that ninety-nine yard touchdown run, oh, where he truck fools all the way he down did to the end zone. Him. I mean, those stiff arms he did. I mean, I I'm not even a fan of the Tennessee Titans. I'm not a fan of Derrick Henry. But I got out of my seat and was, like, pumped up. Like, the, the, my team just won the Super Bowl. That was one of the best runs I've seen. It, what I think he should have done is just went straight into the, hut, straight into the uh, tunnel, just kept on running, just trucking fools down. It, it, was, it was fantastic. I, I, was, I was pumped up for it. And good for Henry. 
Yeah, great. But, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where coaching still is a big thing. And that's, that's, well, that's why Kittle, I think, is the way he is because Kyle Shanahan is a one of the geniuses of the NFL, a, a play caller. And I think he finds ways, to, even though the offense is not a good offense, he finds ways to get his best players the ball. And that's what's frustrating as a Bronco fan. Just take a little sidetrack. That's what's frustrating for a Bronco fan is you've got to be creative this, this day and age in the NFL. And Oh, I don't even talk to them about the Niners. That's going to be a whole other the, conversation. The, the 49ers, they, they show they can find ways to get their best player, Kittle, the ball. And... Well, Henry also plays against Jacksonville, which they're, I mean, they just, you know, it was a night, they they literally, I mean, come on. Yeah. They they have given up. Yeah, they've given up. It's, it's over. They have no heart. You hate to see it in the NFL anyway. this time of day, but it, yeah, it, it, it happened. Okay, so yeah, uh, let's move on from the duds and studs of week 14. And talk about the injuries that likely didn't help the situation. Big name players sitting out your playoff matchups. I know I'm hurting in a few leagues, while others leaving early with injuries. Who are the most worried about moving forward as we hit the semifinals this week and most championships next week if you make it? Well, we have tonight's game on the Chargers against the Chiefs, which is a big, big time game. Finally, one of those Thursday night games has a big time game. Hopefully, it lives up to the hype. Um, Melvin Gordon, questionable to play tonight. So you had, Gail, you had Melvin Gordon and Odell Beckham last week not play in their games, not even suit up. Two names that likely helped your team get to the playoffs. You can't have those kind of players on, on your roster. It kind of hurts. I, I, I'm a Beckham owner in many leagues, and it hurt not having him in the lineup. I can see what happens, but I hope that he can play this week. I was able to survive that, that game. But Melvin Gordon is, a, is one of the bigger ones, I think, just because the Chargers have a shot of, if they win the Knights, they have a shot of winning that West and not have to worry about going to Arrowhead in the playoffs. So I think if the Chargers can get Gordon in, they're going to put him in the lineup if they possibly can. Um, and, and then we also saw Tyreek Hill and Lamar Jackson leave the games, but they came back and had solid games. Tyreek Hill is another one of those players tonight playing the game tonight. The Chiefs, um, they obviously have to win. If they win tonight, they, I think they clinch first round by and be that much closer to playing all the games in Arrowhead. Um, that's one thing, and, and I think the Chiefs need that because you don't want to go to um, New England to play Tom Brady on the road. And so the Chiefs, I think Chiefs need to win that game. So if, if Tyreek Hill can be out there, he's going to be out there. And Lamar Jackson, fantastic year, um, rookie quarterback, but he's been running the ball way too much for me. I think that's going to happen eventually. He's going to get hurt because he's using, he's using his feet more than his arm. And uh, Nowadays in the NFL, you can't do that. And then we also saw Cortland Sutton um, leave with a gimpy thigh late in the game and looked like he was limping from that thigh. And, and, and again, that's my apology for a lot of people. I told a lot of people to start Sutton. I was on the same page. I told a lot of people that Sutton is a star in the making of his offense, but I just don't know if that's the, I, I don't know if he's able to do that yet. I think he still has a he, he still needs that experience to become that number one option in Denver. If you're in a keeper league or dynasty league, he's definitely a keeper. And I still think he has one of those breakout games in him um, in 2018, but I just don't know when that's going to happen. And I don't know if I can trust him outside of being a flex option in my leagues. Yeah, not yet. Now let's move on to a little game we like to call this guy or that guy. Who are you looking to start if you have to have a decision to make at a certain position? First, Aaron Rodgers at Chicago or Dak Prescott at Indy. I don't want anything to do with the Bears. I'm going Dak Prescott. I know it's name value Aaron Rodgers, but that Bears defense at home is legit. We just saw what they did to the Rams. 
And they shut down Gurley. They shut down Goff. I think the only player that really did anything was Robert Woods in that offense. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is amazing and he's just stud, but give me Prescott in a game that I think is a much more easier matchup against the Colts. And not to say that the Colts are an easy matchup, but I just don't want the Bears. I don't want, I don't want any chance of that, off, that offense. Agreed. Prescott. Number two, let's continue with the Dak scenario. Is it Dak or Matt Ryan versus Arizona? I don't want Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is... He's been so frustrating. I was not... Not high. I wasn't really high on him coming into the year, but I didn't think he'd have the the Falcons with the best kind of offense coming in. Give me Dak. I, I I like Dak this week. I like the I like the Cowboys a little bit on the road. Maybe having the pa- pass the ball a little more to try to stay with Andrew Luck and that Indianapolis Colts offense. Yeah, I agree. Dak. Next, David Johnson at Atlanta or Tariq Cohen versus Green Bay. Give me Cohen. I like Cohen. I like Cohen. The, I like the way they're using him in that offense, and I don't know if the David Johnson is what happened. I mean, what happened? The guy was a a couple years ago was a superstar, got hurt last year, could have played last year, but they were a bad team. This year, we thought maybe Byron Leftwich taking over that offensive play calling would change. They just don't like to get their best players the ball, and that's frustrating as an owner of David Johnson. Yeah, I like Cohen as well. Um, I wish the Broncos would see Lindsey a little bit more in that role. Come on. I don't want to talk about that yet. But anyway, moving on. DJ Moore versus New Orleans or Alshon Jeffrey at L.A.? Well, I don't know if anybody's heard much about it, but we're, we're hearing that Carson uh, Wentz is very questionable to play. Is that the Eagles um, giving up on the season? Or is it maybe maybe Wentz, Wentz isn't as good of a player as we thought he was last year? Maybe was last year a fluke? Kind of like I thought going back I mean it's, it's hard to always go back and say it but everybody was so high on Case Keenum I thought it was a fluke yeah, that's the same way with Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz uh, was that a fluke year for him I think I would go DJ Moore especially in a game where I think they're going to have to pass to stay with Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints agreed okay next will the Rams and the Saints get on back on track this week yes don't worry about them I don't have to go into detail for them the Rams and Saints they're going to be playing in the championship game for the shot to go to the Super Bowl. They're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Start your players. Move forward. I wouldn't worry about it either. And I, I think the same thing. It's like I think these great, these good teams have to have a little bit of adversity um, to make it to the end. And, and, and a losing, uh, like a little, a little downstretch is actually healthy yeah. as, as, a, as a coach. I would say, hey, well, that's actually probably benefit them the most in the long run. You know, you end up kind of getting a big head, and then you think you're un- unbeatable, and then you get beat. And how do they overcome that? That's 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 really key. But they're great teams; they'll be fine. Well, you also have to look at it as the the, the Bears played almost a perfect game on Sunday night. They played. I don't know if there's very many offenses that would have been able to move the ball against that Bears defense. They were just no. Khalil Mack, rushing passer, the secondary doing their job. They just played a perfect game, and just don't don't worry about it. Start your players. They've gotten you this far. If you're able to to withstand the dud last week, throw them in there. Get going. Let's move on. Yep. Okay. Um, Let's move on to stacks. Stack them up. Okay, so what are the stacks you're looking at this week for week 15 in DFS? Yeah, so so, so if we transfer if we uh, transfer over to the DFS, and again, if you have not played DFS, DFS is the one. So you just play a one week. You can change players. It's kind of like a draft every week. You're, you're you're drafting players over on DraftKings and FanDuel. If you have not tried it out, check it out. It's very fun. It's very lots of money out there. Life changing money out there to, to have. 
So DFS is a fun sport, um, and to win those big GPPs, a stack is called, you're using a quarterback with his running back, wide receiver, tight end, combination of everything. You can do a game stack where you're using multiple players on the offense of one team, running it back to somebody else. A couple stacks I'm looking at. I'm looking at Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, looking at Joe Mixon and the Bengals' defense, looking at Andrew Luck with T.Y. Hilton and running it back with Amari Cooper and Zeke. Yes, they're very expensive, but if you can find the value, I think that's a very nice way of getting some great points in that offense. Um, going back to the well with Kirk Cousins after a down game Monday night, going Kirk Cousins with Stephon Diggs and or Adam Thielen. I also like a really kind of a different way of stacking, going Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards, and the Baltimore D with running upside of Lamar Jackson. I think he's very viable in um, DFS just because what he can do with his legs. And then that New England at Pittsburgh game is going to be very popular, but I think you can run that, that stack multiple ways in that game. Pittsburgh's probably going to be likely going to be very popular in different ways. So maybe you go Tom Brady, who I think a lot of people have kind of given up on Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. We know Gronkowski has had some big games against the Patriots, I mean against the uh, Steelers in the past. So maybe go Gronkowski and Brady and maybe get him a little lower ownership in what could be a monster shootout on sun, on uh, Sunday afternoon. Okay, so yeah, what, what about the uh, one-game slate? How are you going to... Uh, be contrained and what should have plenty of scoring on both sides of the ball life-changing money over there on DraftKings and FanDuel um, one way I'm looking at doing it is going Damian Williams at the captain spot with both Kareem Hunt and Spencer were out that allows you to get an extra star in the game uh, that way you can get Mahomes um, Tyreek Hill Keenan Allen that kind of stuff you also can go Tyreek Hill um, in your captain spot he's dominated this team in the past uh, Hill has had great success, but he's also dealing with an injury. He scored in every game against the Chargers, five total, including earlier this year. He topped 150 yards and a couple scores. Maybe avoid Travis Kelsey. He's not done very well against this offense, this defense in the past. In his career against the Chargers, he has only, uh, seen, I think, one, once or twice he got above 50 yards receiving and nil, not a single touchdown against this team. And he's had multiple single-game catch single catch games against the Chargers. They seem like they have their number. And uh, over on DraftKings, we want to have a rushing quarterback um, to get you points. It's not that they're a little different than FanDuel. So I put Mahomes plainly in play, but I'm likely going to avoid R- Phillip Rivers, who's going to be very popular, but he doesn't run the ball, so I'm going to probably uh, fade him completely tonight. So tonight, who do you think? I think you got you got to give it to the Chiefs. Um, I think if you're playing the, the one-game slate, I think the Chargers are a little better way of going because there will be a lot more people on the Chiefs than there will Chargers. It's a one-game slate. There's going to be a lot of different uh, scenarios out there. Just got to find that contrarian way. Be Use it as a lottery ticket. Find that way. Use your $10 to try to win six figures. Life-changing Christmas time money. But I think in the game itself, it's going to be the Chiefs. Um, likely a high-scoring game. I like them 34-27, somewhere around that, that range, with both offenses putting up plenty of points, plenty of yards. Good, good. What about you? You, you like? know what? I'm going uh, with the underdog. And the I upset. Think I think the I'm upset. Chargers. You know, I just I like Mahomes. I like the Chiefs, I, and I think that they deserve it. But Mahomes is it's his first year. I'd like to see Rivers. I'd like to see Rivers win. If if uh, oh, I can't stand Philip Rivers. Um, if I you're if, if if you're an owner of Melvin Gordon, he says he's going to play. Um, do you would you put him in your taking a risk on re-injuring that injury, or do you just throw him in there because he's got you this far, he's playing, that means he's healthy? Yeah, I'd put him in. I'm I'm de- I've, told, I've, told, him I've told plenty of people I'm scared of that injury. If you have uh, options to, put, to take him out, I would definitely think about it. But 
like you said, if you have Gordon, you probably don't have the options to keep him out of the lineup. Yeah, I have Gordon in the league, and I'm going to keep him in. There you go. Well, hey, week 15. In the books. Let's get, let's get it. Let's get those trophies. Semifinals is here. Let's talk about the Super Bowls next week. Let's talk about you guys being in your home leagues, uh, ready to take that championship home. Let's hope that we can all win some games and win some cash over on DraftKings and FanDuel. Well, welcome back, congrats, and let's uh, let's get it. Yeah. Hey, well, this is Fantasy Football Genius. Uh, if you haven't already done so, give us a follow on Twitter, at FansportsGenius, and on IG, FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And as always, check us out at www.FantasyFootballGenius.com for all your season-long and DFS needs. Hey, we love you, appreciate you guys, uh, and uh, hope you have a championship-like run. Think like a champion. Let's get it done. And we will talk to you guys next week. Good luck. Have a great weekend. And we will see you guys later. Out.